On this week's episode of Pod Help Idaho, Medicaid expansion survives its latest battle, add the words, doesn't make it through, and I believe Mary Sousa loves patchworks. Okay, everyone, welcome to Pod Help Idaho. I'm Dan Hanks. And I'm Shem Hanks. And time and time again, we just can't believe it ourselves. Uh, I'm not sure what we can't believe, but if you're paying attention to Idaho politics, there's some unbelievable things going on. How many bills do we have so far? So right now, out of the House of Representatives, we have 184 bills. 184. In the Senate, we are at 134. Wow. So 184. For the House. 134. 134 for the Senate. Uh, and for those keeping track at home, bills that have actually passed, 27. Oh. No. They're not batting as good as Manny Machado. No one right now is batting better <laughs> than Manny Machado. Oh, that's good to know. He's been making some money, I hear. You know, just a cool $300 million over the next 10 years. That's not bad. You know what they say, a million here, a million there, might sooner to, or later. Might be able to repair a road in Idaho if you had that kind of money. Sooner or later, you're going to be able to rebuild a road in Idaho. So, let's say the house. Um, take a look at that for a second. And they are, you know, they've proposed 184 bills. Do you think anyone's read all of them? Absolutely think, no one has read 184 bills. Do you think bills. some of the bills just get proposed and nobody's read them at all? I would guarantee it. When there's an up or down vote, those people probably didn't read the bill. I've, I'm putting a bill on the floor. It has words. And, you know, it's a party line vote. Right. You read the headline and you're like, yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> then you call up whoever your caucus chair is and be like, have you read the bill? And they'll be like, no. Oh, yeah, I definitely read that. You should definitely vote for that bill. And you're like, oh, this probably won't hurt me in my election bid, right? And then it's, oh, no, you'll be fine. Just vote yes. And then you vote yes. Yeah, well, you know, it's important for partisan politics to remain very partisan. You just vote the way you're told. You don't have to know what the bill says. Yeah, where would we be without partisanship? Right. Good ideas might pass. People might listen to things. So this was a fine piece of, well, this is maybe not even partisanship. This is an interesting worldview. In Idaho, it is very popular that people should not drive and use their cell phones. Okay, very popular, recent polls, you know, overwhelmingly people support banning cell phone use while driving. I grant your premise. Why do you think they don't want people to drive and use a cell phone at the same time? It's not rhetorical, it's a real question. Oh, why does the legislature not want no, them to do No, why do people, that? like regular folks? Yeah, you know, death is frowned upon, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I think it's about car crashes. Now... There's some evidence out there suggesting when you're texting and driving, when you're interacting with your phone and driving, you're more dangerous than a drunk driver. So, you know, a drunk driver may react slow, but a text and drive person isn't even looking at the road. So, um, we have gone a couple cycles now with a bill to say, okay, um, let's take using a cell phone and driving 
off the road. Um, you have to be hands-free. You can't be looking at your cell phone. That bill failed. Um, bum, bum, bum. That's last week. Overwhelmingly supported. Uh, people were against it. It wasn't a clean, partisan vote, um, but it did get voted down, I think, by three votes. Yeah, and I know that there was a bill proposed earlier in the year to try and overturn communities being able to decide such things. Because? Communities decide such things because they frown upon people dying. (laughs) And the legislature basically thinks all power and decisions should be made at that level. Yep. They're, they see a city council somewhere, like in Coeur d'Alene, you can't, you can't text and drive. Not allowed. Um, but they see a city council make that kind of decision. They're like, no, we should get to do what we want, even if that means to dead people. It's bad. It's bad. Nothing like some big government Republicans. Yep. Um, so I feel like this is our grab bag episode. Yeah. There's been so much happening in the last week that it's fish in a barrel. We're just going to reach in and start grabbing some stuff out. And it feels like there's a couple key things that are worth covering, but no, I don't know, major legislation. Um, There's kind of a bunch of different important things. One important thing that happened uh, is there's a 6% increase in the education budget. That seems like a good thing. Well, it's a good thing. It's um, it's more. Um, you know, I was a failed legislative candidate, and I proposed dramatic increases to the education budget. I think you could probably take a bump up of double that. You could probably take a 10 to 15% bump statewide and still be lagging behind. But, um, you know, I'm not going to knock that they're at least making movement. And the reason they're making some movement is the establishment party knows this is something they can get voted out on. People will vote them out if they don't support an increase in education. So they have to at least show that they're making gains. Yeah, and that's the interesting part about listening to Republicans talk. Because in a lot of ways, when they talk about education, they're talking a lot like Democrats now. Right. Where it's using these phrases like, we have to raise some spending. Yeah. They like to say it, um, you know, maybe more carefully because they know they need to do it, but they, because they're worried about getting voted out. Not because they deeply value education all of a sudden, but they're like, oh, well, I don't want to get voted out. I don't really value education. And I tell people I don't value education, but we still have to support it because, you know, I don't want to get voted out. And that's their priority. And that yearly Boise State survey always says education, education, education for things that people care about in Idaho. Yep. All right. So one thing that we can talk about is Medicaid expansion, but not too much about it because we have part three of Medicaid expansion coming out next week. Nice. Yeah. Part three. I'm stoked. Very exciting. Uh, But some big news is that Governor Whittle has said that he won't let the legislature leave town without funding Medicaid expansion. Oh, what does that mean he's going to do to them? Uh, (laughs) Lock them up in the building. He is a, 
He is a sheep herder. <laughs> He's gonna. He sit, knows how to corral. You're gonna corral him and be like, "All right, everyone, you're going into the barn." And tell is that how Brad Little talks? Uh, actually, I, I don't know. I've, I've <laughs> I know I've heard him talk before, but uh, I don't have any big memories of Brad Little. Yeah, he's, you. It's easy not to have a big memory of Brad Little. Um, but he's yeah, he's a forgettable guy. I'll tell you who's not a forgettable guy though. Tell me, Representative John oh, Green. He's winning some sort of award on this podcast. Oh yeah, I mean I don't know what it is, but John Green just is the best legislator to follow in the entire Idaho House because he always does weird things. He does really weird things. So at the beginning of our whole podcast series. We talk about this time where he opens up a door so violently that it hits a person on the other side, potentially breaking their nose. Now, I've opened many a door in my lifetime. (laughs) I have been on the other side of a door when someone was opening it up. I have never experienced something so violent that it would actually hit and break your nose. I've been at the state legislature and opened doors. I don't understand how that happens. Right. Anyway. So then he goes out later on and says that under no circumstance could he ever imagine a scenario where you can mandate a personal health choice by the government. He can't imagine any situation. Zero situation. Never could happen. 12 days go by and he immediately tries to mandate a personal health choice with his government. I'm all in. (laughs) So then let's fast forward to today. Mr. Representative John Green decide well he sits on health and welfare yeah so he decides well you know that whole medicaid expansion thing that nearly 61 percent of idahoans voted for government should try to mess that up i'm pretty sure it will go over well if we try and repeal it not once but twice in the same day so he proposes a bill just straight up repeal it Mm -hmm. doesn't make it out of committee But here's the weird part. It was a 7-5 vote. It almost made it out of committee. Right. And so then immediately he proposes a second bill that added a sunset clause where it would be uh, repealed in 2022. Yeah. Once again, 7-5 vote. Almost passed. But stayed in committee. Went back to the sponsor, which was crazy, crazy John Green. And... We That's have, that. Looks like Medicaid expansion will get funded. It keeps rolling forward. And, you know, it is so intriguing to watch this group of people take on a, this Medicaid expansion bill passed by over 60% of Idahoans. And this, the other shots have been subtle. We'll talk about Mary Sousa's shot at trying to take it out. But this is just like, no, voters don't count. And he knows he's going to get reelected, even though he's not going to listen to voters at all. And there's five people in that committee. And that's the committee that should be supporting health and welfare. It's amazing. It's like the title that they do in that committee is opposite. It's like a backwards title. They're mm-hmm. they're there to undermine health and well- welfare of people in Idaho. Yeah, and so like anyone who sees something odd happening, I I went to Twitter. 
<laughs> is that what you do when you see something odd happening? Yeah, you... If it's snowing outside, I'm going to uh, go to Twitter. Try gotta to go to what's Twitter. Going on. Yeah, it's the only way you can figure stuff out. And I posed a question. Uh, what in the world is John Green going to do next? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> he does such weird things that there's no predicting what he's going to do. Right. So I decided that I was going to take odds on what he was going to do next. Mm-hmm. So Reclaim Idaho... Helps me out. They right. give me, so far, my winner of what he's going to do next. Mm-hmm. So they say, here's a guess of what Representative John Green will do next. Oh. He'll walk down to the Idaho State Historical Society and tear the Idaho Constitution to shreds. Oh. He's one of those anti-Constitution guys. To which I said, well, you know, he's a self-proclaimed constitutionalist who would be tearing up the Idaho Constitution. So it makes sense. I would give that 50-50 odds. <laughs> I am not taking money on that. Uh, there's a point where it is so clear that their odd political rhetoric is so much more powerful than any kind of values they might hold. Absolutely. But I am happy because he's a fringe member of the house, and it's very lonely being a fringe member, but he has a friend in Heather Scott. Oh, that's good to have It's good to have friends, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you know, maybe they can help you hide cameras around the building. Yeah, and audio things and whatnot. So anyway, (laughs) you want to talk some uh, Mary Souza? Mary Souza. All right, so Mary Souza hates patchwork, Shem. Hates it. Shem and Mary Susan had an epic debate where they talked about, you know, the right of a city to be able to set its own minimum wage law. Now, I'm a free market kind of guy, and I think when you're looking at different cities, they should have the right and the ability to sort of compete against each other. I think it's good for states to compete against other states. I think it's good for businesses to compete against other businesses. So some of us think that a patchwork is really what a free market is. But Mary Souza hates a patchwork. She claimed to be pro-free market. But as soon as it's cities making decisions, she calls it a patchwork. Shem says, no, we should be able to do what we think is best for our city and for our constituents. And Mary says, no, that would create a patchwork and everyone would hate it. So Mary Souza hates a patchwork. But Mary Souza introduced a bill uh, on Medicaid I don't beginning of this week end of last week I think it was the end of last week because yeah. we touched on it in the last episode as yeah. well mm-hmm. um, and in the bill um, she did something <laughs> yep Senate bill I guess it's number 1100 which is really 100 in the Senate right so, um, uh, trying to find out exactly <laughs> what it was. Uh, so, uh, her main thing is an optional workforce training program for those in the expansion. Okay, optional workforce training a program. federal waiver request to those above the gap on the insurance exchange. Sure. A federal waiver request to help counties pay for people with mental health disabilities. An escape clause. Uh 
if all of a sudden the federal government decides that Medicaid expansion is no longer a thing. Which is what the whole bill's about, right? Yeah. Is to say, okay, we actually don't have to take responsibility for this if anything changes and we're just out. I almost sounds like she wants to make the legislators of the future into zombie legislators. Oh, shout out to Idaho Freedom Foundation. Yeah, man, she doesn't want them to make a decision for themselves. She wants to just slip it in there and force them to do what she wants. Intriguing. So, one of the challenges here, um, you know, she would like basically ways to undermine Medicaid and to add extra requirements. And it might create a patchwork, Shem. (laughs) A patchwork. A patchwork of people get uh, health insurance if Mary Sousa likes you, and you they don't get insurance if Mary Sousa doesn't like that you. That is basically the premise. You do the things that Mary Sousa wants you to do, you're in that part of the patchwork, and you get Medicaid. And you do, you're not doing the things Medicaid or Mary Sousa wants you to do. Medicaid Mary instead of Mad Mary. Oh, oh, oh Medicaid Mary. To think about that. Medicaid and aptitude, Mary. I don't. <laughs> so, um, you know, passes passes the Senate Health and Welfare Committee, and um, it is something that um, will move forward, um, come to a vote in the Senate, have to move on to the House, but it's going to. It's really all about trying to. Um, and, you know, has an automatic review of the program during 2023. It's to make these zombie legislators of the future. Zombie. Yep. Patchwork. <laughs> zombie. Hey, 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 hey. Patchwork Mary. <laughs> so, uh, one night I was sitting there. You know, I don't do Twitter, but I do Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I had to. How very 2009 of you. I know. It is. You know, Gen Xers. We're into it. So, I had to hit her up. And say, Mary, do you think this would cause a patchwork? To which she responded. Now, she's not very active on Facebook. She used to be a prolific social media troll. And she said, she responded with no exclamation point. Now, I thought that was enough because who needs to get in a trolley war with Mary? Um, Debates to come in the future and all. No reason to give her any ammunition. So I left it there. But... Um, you know, this is going to create unequal opportunities for people when Medicaid expansion is all about creating a continuum of care and the current system has a gigantic, patchwork's not the right word, it has a gap. You know, it's a, you know, it's two things and then a thing in the middle that's not there. So, you know, we have, we have Medicaid coverage for people who make, you know, basically no money, severe disabilities. We have people who make a certain amount of money. We have the health insurance exchange, and this is covering the gap. This is closer to the kind of patchwork that Mary Sousa should not like, uh, and it's something that the voters said, you know, this isn't good. It really doesn't create a good system for all people. So to make it more equal, past Medicaid expansion, Mary hates it. Seems like she's pretty into patchwork when it suits her political position. So Mary, you, so you were really just trying to win Troll of the Week by going on her page, yeah, right? You know, she writes um, newsletters, and I'm, I'm a subscriber, so I'm hoping that she adds Troll of the Week, and I hope I win. Oh yeah, yeah that'd be good. 
uh, I had a person troll of the week me. It was oh uh, good. Yeah, but not really because it's already a person that we've gone over, oh, or not no. really a person, but a concept, and that's Russian bots. I got oh, Russian botted. Oh, weird. Person with thirty friends, no picture. Uh huh. No, oh, I know who you are, Russian bot. <laughs> Uh, Which then makes me the Dikembe Mutombo social media. I'll no, block no, a person. No, 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 no. So, um, other bills. Let's do some roundup. Uh, I got the next one, right. and that's uh, pet-friendly license plates. Hey, shout out to former representative High Clock. Yeah. So, uh, in the last cycle, pet-friendly license plates are basically license plates that you get in Idaho. You can go to the DMV, and you can get it, and it's got a nice picture of a dog and a cat. And at the bottom, it says pet friendly. And those, the money from it benefits low-cost spay and neutering services in rural communities in Idaho. So money from it was going to go and help spay and neuter pets. Pretty good. Good purpose. Cute. License plate. All good. Usually, these types of things get rubber stamped. If somebody wants to buy a license plate that has a cute picture on it and that, you know, cause goes to a good cause basically people are pretty into creating creative license plates in idaho so this bill failed last year with this idea that you know the money was somehow going to go to the humane society of the united states and you know they were going to use it in this anti-agriculture and it got this kind of conspiratorial nonsense and the bill is really simple it's trying to do spay and neuter pets Simple bill. Glad that it passed. Pet-friendly license plates. We have them in Idaho now. Good job, Idaho. <laughs> now there is some bad job, Idaho. And that has to do with add the words. So yeah. this is something that we had talked about at the very beginning of the legislative cycle. Uh, Senator Mary Ann Jordan proposed a bill that would quote-unquote add the words. Or grant protection to members of the lgbtq community in idaho idaho is a place that does not grant human rights essentially to members of the gay community there are certainly cities that do Coeur d'Alene being one of them uh, meridian being the most recent but that bill will not be going to an up or down vote in the Senate this year. Senate pro tem Brent Hill said that it was a dead bill. It wasn't going through. Hmm. That's uh, frustrating, uh, upsetting to many people. Um, I did hear that there was a debate on the floor to make sure that we don't discriminate against motorcycle riders, uh, but protecting our LGBTQ Friends and family members, um, not as important as motorcycle riders. And can't even get brought up to a debate on the floor. Right. And they won't bring it to a debate because they know they're on the wrong side of history. Um, it's partisan. It has to do with elections. And, um, you know, it just totally ignores human beings. Yeah. And Brent Hill was trying to talk about how adding the words or putting that into Idaho code would hurt religious freedoms and that there has to be... Uh, an exemption for religious freedoms that sure you can kick a person out of their house if they don't uh, agree to your religious views which is not equal protection at all not even a little bit yep. so 
what else do we got? What else do we got for a bill? Um, well, I got a little piece of politics. Good. So the chair of the Idaho GOP resigned. Now, this also correlates with the time when the chair of the Idaho Democratic Party is stepping down. So the two major parties in Idaho mm. are either leaderless or going into a lame duck session. Uh, the current chair of, or the former chair, I guess, of the Idaho GOP, Jonathan Parker, uh, stepped down. And so according to their rules, the first vice chair gets to step up, and that's Jennifer Locke. Jennifer Locke is from Kootenai County. She is the deputy county clerk, which I'm sure that there's no conflict of interest being the chair of the entire party in Idaho and working for a county department. Hmm. Very questionable. Uh, we did pass a bill to let historic theaters serve beer and wine. Oh, that's got to be the most important one. Come <laughs> on, Matt Herpelding. <laughs> Matt Herpelding's uh, bill... Um, Gets a 60 to 7 pass at the house level, HB 157, um, for theaters built before 1950 um, and historic. And they can, uh, you know, there's going to be a few places that can do beer and wine at a theater. If you've ever been to a theater that serves beer and wine, I recommend it. It's a fun experience. It's definitely better than the alternative. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's, not for, it's not for everybody. It's not for all families, not all situations. But, you know, I know there's a lot of. There would sound like some Republicans were like, oh, we shouldn't be drinking more, but probably goes home and drinks after that conversation. Um, you know, it's a nice option or alternative, you know, part of a free marketplace, yeah? Yeah. And so also Brad Little made a big stir <laughs> in his big State of the Union yeah. when, or I guess State of Idaho, uh state of the state and he brought up changing the teacher salaries or the starting salaries right now it's at thirty-eight thousand five hundred a year the lowest rung he is or he made the proposal that it go up to forty thousand dollars a year and that made it out of committee this week hmm. okay um we got uh, rate test rate kit testing. Okay, this is an interesting one um, that Melissa Wintrow has been working on for a couple of years. Um, has been, you know, very vocal about it, and it's legislation requiring all sexual assault and rape kits kits be tested, and it passed the House by a sixty-eight to one vote. Um, Representative Thyra Stevenson, uh, Republican of Nez Perce, cast the one vote against. So um, you mean even Vito voted for it? Even <laughs> Vito did not veto this bill. Oh. So, um, you know, maybe he's he's getting smart. So, um, you know, it's uh, something that, um, um, you know, something that important and increases safety for all people um, and um, good, a good bill to pass here in Idaho. And I expect that if it passed that widely in the House, we should that to pass in the senate yeah i expect it will sail through the senate i'd be surprised if even one person voted against it well senator Sousa. all right <laughs> uh alcohol is allowed in plazas 
Once again, great bill. <laughs> so we've got a couple places that are sort of making it more free to have alcohol in public spaces, and a plaza is defined as a public square, marketplace, or similar open space in a city or town, and it's limited to beer and wine. So um, uh, it's sponsored by Representative Scott Syme of Caldwell, and he says, plaza, he, sa he says, uh, uh, this is really about reducing bureaucracy. <laughs> uh, we have some really antiquated liquor laws in Idaho. And so it's funny that you've got to pass laws to decrease bureaucracy. Um, what do you think about that, the Idaho Freedom Foundation? <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they don't get that. What else? Is there any other bills we have to hit? There's so many coming out, but here's some. we've got some good highlights. Yeah, I feel like we got some good highlights, so... Uh, when you and I, at the very beginning, uh, before the podcast, we did two Hanks Tuesday yep. and into Hanks Tuesday, we did a presidential draft the oh. day or the week after, I guess yep. the election, mm -hmm. no one had announced that point. Yep. Um, and so we were just pick three, uh, each. And I'm happy because one of my three have announced this week. You finally got one. I think I've got all three in, right? Well, so you had Beto, who's not oh, I in. I have Beto. And I had Warren and I have uh, Harris. Booker. Oh, Harris. Yeah. Okay. I had Booker, yeah, Booker, Sanders, and Biden. Okay. But yeah. so, so, so far. Now we're at 2-2. Two, two. Now we're at 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Yeah. And so Bernie Sanders announced. Uh, Bernie Sanders, obviously, in 2016's caucus then in idaho was very very dominant mm -hmm. it'll be interesting a caucus it'll be interesting to see how he does yeah it'll be very interesting to see how he does in idaho being that now we're primary and mm -hmm. there are so many people in this particular election it was easy to run anti-clinton in idaho because clinton was very unpopular in idaho um but it'll be interesting to see around against a more diverse field which will include some you know, at that point, some probably some more centrist Democrats will still be in the race at that point. Yeah, and even with progressives, I was surprised to see that the PCCC, Progressive Change Campaign Committee, uh, are endorsing Elizabeth Warren. Yep. And which I guess isn't a huge surprise as they're one of the main driving forces behind her this entire time. Right. But that even Bernie is going to have difficulty with his progressive base in this election. Yep. So that's my piece of uh, national <laughs> politics, Idaho style. Yeah, that's good. That's a good piece of uh, Idaho politics. It'll be really interesting to see how having a, a primary instead of that kind of the primary caucus method will go. And so I'm looking forward to that. It'll yeah. give me an opportunity to actually get to vote in the primary. Right. It's way better. It's more inclusive. You can actually show up and vote and everyone will get their chance. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So... Another week in Idaho politics. Thanks for tuning in. Um, stay tuned. Next week, uh, we assume weird bills will be introduced or move forward. And we assume some good things will get done. And then, you know, it seems we can't go a week with somebody doing something goofy. And I bet you got a prediction on that, Shen. I will take John Green doing something weird for 500. <laughs> and it's, you know, he's, he's, he's really leading the pack in that area, and he's got some real serious contenders. 
Yeah, for a first-time guy, hats off to him for jumping on in and leading that particular pack. <laughs> but in the meantime, enjoy uh, driving while looking at your phone, going to theaters and drinking, drinking in plazas, and, um, you know, uh, get a license plate with a pet on it. Good. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.